Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. If I didn't stick to my gun, you know what people would say? She can't handle the heat herself. I promise you, every argument, every debate we do here on the show, I've already thought it out. Every fan base takes its turn being sensitive. We managed to offend them all. All the way across the country and north of the border, we're really good at it. We'll get to you eventually. Such a great world we live in. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Good morning to you. That'll wake you up. A little bit of a brain-rattling tune, or a ditty, if you will. It's from the mind of, I think that was Isaac. Isaac did a lot of our production, and we still use it. Um, That was back when we had two, sometimes three sets of hands to do production on the show. We don't have that anymore, but uh, Producer Jay does like to add some production here and there. That's an oldie and a goodie. There's some show opens, as we call them, but the musical montages with the sometimes me, sometimes the voice god, sometimes both, uh, maybe movie or TV clips at the beginning of the hours where I think, okay, I've heard that one for 11 years now. I'm I'm okay with never playing that again. There are a few that are so outdated, too, that I, and I'm not sure that the producer ever hears them. Sometimes I wonder if Jay's even listening. Hey, Jay, let's, let's not use that one again. <laughs> it's time to sort through. But there was a time when we had not just two producers on the show, but also had some help in the newsroom uh, with other production, and that's just not the case anymore. Budget cuts. Budget cuts. Uh, that and the fact that for, I, gosh, six, seven months or so, we could only have one producer in the control room behind the double pane glass, which meant that 
the other one was working from home, and so the company figured out pretty quickly, well, if one person can do the job behind the desk by himself, well, maybe the other one's expendable. It's kind of a dirty blow. There's a dirty trick, if you ask me. I'm glad to have Ryan with us all this week. Uh, this is, gosh, the fourth show of the work week. At times, I felt like this week is dragging, mostly because of stuff going on at home uh, with my puppy, but uh, this really has been a relatively quick week. And as much as people say, there's nothing going on, uh, we've had some great shows, and I'm, I'm, I really enjoyed all the participation. Last night, we were talking about the toughest jobs in sports, and tonight, it was not intentional. I didn't start the show this way. Talked some NFL, then some NBA, even got some college football in there, and then... For some reason, I wish I could remember why, <laughs> we started talking about historic events that we wish we had seen in person, and mine is the moon landing, uh, going back to 1969, and Ryan's is Woodstock. He's a big mu- music buff, and what I did find out earlier in the week, because remember I asked you the type of music, and I was thinking 80s, 90s, you actually said 70s, 80s, which makes sense then that you would be fascinated by Woodstock or by Live Aid. Yes. Music buff. So but I'm also kind of like late 90s, early 2000s too. Okay. So the Y2K era. Basically. <laughs> it's just a bunch. Just everything. Gotcha. All right. But always classic rock or always rock? Not all rock. Mostly though. Gotcha. Like okay. no country. No. <laughs> no. Wait, I'm going to tell you this funny story. I've told this before, but you haven't heard it. So I'm going to tell you. When we were getting ready to do the music list for the, the DJ at the reception for my wedding... Uh, my nieces are big music fans, and they love to dance. So I told each of the family members, actually Bob had too, give us a list of 10 songs that you would like played at the reception, and we will pass them along to the DJ. But we knew that our families alone had very eclectic tastes and that the family in Texas wouldn't be the same music as the family in the Northeast. And as my nieces are putting together their lists, my younger niece says, Auntie Amy, no country at the wedding. Honey, the wedding's in Texas. It's going to be impossible not to have any country music. You're the bride, Auntie Amy. You can tell them no country. Well, sweetheart, I actually like country, number one. Number two, I'm marrying into a Texas family. We have to have some country. She was adamant that I could tell the DJ no country. And I said, well, I probably could, but then I might not get married. I might end up with no husband. So you're just going to have to deal with some country music at the wedding. (laughs) There's a couple country songs that are good. Yes, a couple that are good. For heaven's sakes, there are a few country artists that are the some of the top grossing artists of all time. It's not my cup of tea. I got you. But there's some pop country that makes for good dance music, too. Taylor Swift. She's not country. She was country. She was, but then she got out. She Right. She started with a song about Tim McGraw. That was her first big song was Tim McGraw. It's a no to, an odd to, an, an odd. I was going to say nod, then I was going to say ode, and then it came out wrong both times. It's a nod to my favorite country artist of all time. I think I've seen him a dozen times in concert. Man, his concert, his shows are amazing. Okay, that's not, we're not going down that rabbit hole though. But Ryan loves music and his is 70s, 80s, and then Y2K, which he missed sadly. We already have dozens and dozens of responses on our Facebook page. I should have known. This is going to continue all the way through Thursday on t- uh, Twitter as well, A Law Radio, and then Facebook. 
We're talking about those historical events that we wish we had been alive to witness, either in person or on TV. Now, some of you are going sports. You don't have to go sports. For me, it's nothing to do with sports. Although I wouldn't have minded seeing Ted Williams hit 400, right? That would have been kind of neat to see. I wouldn't have minded seeing the Ice Bowl or some of the earlier, I don't know, the Jets winning the Super Bowl had to be incredible. That was Super Bowl three, right? Yes. Had to be incredible considering that they were a enormous underdogs. That kind of stuff would have been fun to witness in person. But I think if I'm really only picking one event, there's no way it comes from the world of sports. So for me, it's the moon landing in 1969. Uh, just the idea. I remember we were talking about the Super Bowl and the number of people who tuned in and the fact that you had a third of our nation. And then I was thinking about how it was the most watched TV event other than the moon landing, and there I went. That's what happened. It, took, it, happens. it took a second. It took a second, but it, it's an easy transition. Stream of consciousness. My brain easily flowed from one to the other. Yeah, so for me, just thinking about all of America tuning in and waiting with anticipation. And, of course, there's some fear. There's some trepidation. What if this doesn't work? What if something goes wrong? What if we miss it? What if our TVs crap out? I mean, it was black and white then, right? I'm asking you. Why would you know? It was black. Pretty sure. <laughs> there there might have been a couple color TVs. Maybe. Yeah, actually, I don't know. You would think I would know from my education at Syracuse. We went through the history of TV and radio, but I don't remember the year when color TVs were widely available. But I feel like all the footage I've seen is black and white. Maybe the cameras weren't in color. True. Spacecraft. That's why. Yes. So what is your moment or event? Yeah, you're blowing up both our Twitter and Facebook pages. Our phone number is 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. I recognize that I've teased a couple things that we haven't gotten to yet, and we will. Um, but the I would say the, probably the headliner from sports in the last 24 hours has been Justin Fields speaking out himself about his situation with the Bears and then also responding to the questions of why did you scrub them from your social media? Scrub is the cool word. Why did you wipe them off the face of the earth? Uh, and he was a guest with Equinemius and Amon Ra St. Brown. It's the St. Brown Brothers pod because everyone has a pod. And, and he point blank answered the question that everyone wants to know. Do you want to stay in Chicago or what's up? Yeah, of course. Of course I want to stay. I can't see myself playing in another place, but if it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love right. the city. The city's lit. The the fans are, you know, they're great. Mm -hmm. And the people. Do you believe him is the question? Because when we played this earlier, Ryan rolled his eyes. I would agree that he has no choice but to say that and to be complimentary of Chicago, but it's not like he spent 20 years there a la Tom Brady. He's been there three seasons and he's missed Time in, I think, all three, but definitely two. If someone says a city is lit, they don't like the city. What? You can't. Nobody uses the word lit. Like, yeah, that was oh, lit. Oh, Justin Fields did. Are yeah. you saying you're cooler than Justin Fields? No, not at all. <laughs> but if you're using words like, oh, the fans are nice and the people, like, you're at a corner and you're like, uh, I don't want to be here. He's 24. He's just a little older than you. So I know, no, <laughs> no, he, he, he's lying a little bit, right. but yeah. What else is he going to say? He isn't going to say on the St. Brown brothers podcast. No, get me the bleep out of there. He's not going to say that. No, I, I would tend to believe the truth is probably not this rosy for Justin Fields. It's not lit. It's 
warm. <laughs> it's lukewarm. Uh, so what about the conversation around him playing somewhere else and getting traded? It's a business. I ain't got no control over it. So whatever happens, happens. But I feel like the biggest thing with all this going on right now, I just want to be over. Like, just let me know if I'm getting traded. Let me know if I'm staying. It's an act. Yeah, because he still is in the rookie contract and they have one more year in which they own his rights. This is Justin. Um, He really doesn't have any control over it. Even when it comes to the fifth year option, right? They don't have any, he doesn't have any control over that either. As a, a pick that was taken in the first round, there are a lot of different ways this could go for him. However, the prevailing sentiment now, Ryan Poles, who's the GM of the Bears, is pretty good at playing his cards close to the vest. He enjoys having the element of surprise, if you will. And so he's likely not to let us know anything ahead of time. Um, If you recall this time last year, I don't know if it's exactly this time last year, but if you recall last early spring, late or late winter, early spring, it was the bombshell trade with the Panthers, but no doubt he had other teams that were negotiating with him or that were interested in moving up to get that number one pick last year. I just uh, recall how Frank Reich pulled a coup, right? He goes to Carolina and he keeps the Colts from getting <laughs> that overall number one pick. Anyway, he's pretty good at, at, making sure you don't have the news and you don't have the leaks before he's made any decisions. He likes people speculating. But the prevailing sentiment is you would be crazy to let Caleb Williams go to the team, the next team, right? You'd be crazy to not draft Caleb Williams. The thing is, Justin Fields is extremely athletic and he has a lot of the tools. Everything has changed around him since he's been there, and it's hard to evaluate. There were certainly clashes this year with the coaching staff, with the coordinators, with the offensive system, but again, I try to remember he's had so much change around him, and in sports, constant change equals constant losing. Now, I am with Justin on this point. Whether or not he's being genuine when he says he wants to stay in Chicago is up for debate. Of course he is done with the uncertainty. No one likes that. But I certainly understand why he unfollowed the Bears, unfollowed the NFL. He's getting ready to go on vacation, and he just doesn't want to see it. Just give me some peace for a week. Why do people take social media so seriously? But like, why why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. That's true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you don't follow them? Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, It's it's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no Mm. football. And guess what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either Keith Fields. We want Fields to the drive Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. I'm tired of hearing the talk. I mean, that's... That's true. That's authentic. Can you imagine what his timelines look like? They should dump your ass and get Caleb Fields or Caleb uh, Williams. No, don't get Caleb. We want Justin. Like it's got to be nonstop. It's also the girls he's messing with. Messing with. That's also a term that I've rockin not ever with, used. Rocking with, rocking with, vibing with. 
That's, that's the three. That's the, the terms. Did you hear him drop a bruh, too? Remember, just like, 24 hours ago, I asked you at some point, from your brain, you'll have to define bro, bruh, and wait, bro, bruh, and bra. No, bro, bro bruh, like, and bra. Bro, bro, no, bro, bruh, and bra. That bro was, wait, come on. That was one of those. That was, a, he actually said bra, not bro. That bra, like bra. <laughs> like, that's like, come on. It cracks me up. Every producer that I work with, eventually this comes up and everyone has different ideas about what those three things mean. That in context, he's, he's saying, come on, man. Come on, man. What, what what would I do this week without Ryan to interpret these things for me? Uh, so that's on the St. Brother, Brown Brothers pod and Justin Fields. And I have zero qualms with him and his explanation for why he unfollowed them because... I would do it, too. In fact, I would have logged out and not logged back on, but I guess he still wants to see what everybody else is doing. So, right, there's that. Just, ew. Give me some peace. Give me peace or give me death, because I'm, oh, while we're talking about famous speeches, uh, give me liberty from social media or give me death. All right, on Twitter, ALAW Radio, on our Facebook page, too. Coming up, we had a conversation with NBA insider Colin Ward-Henniger as we get set to mess with the second half of the season. <laughs> nope, I'm not cool at all. That, no, messing with is not. No, no I'm we're not vibing with, with that. it. I'm not vibing with it. <laughs> rocking with it. <laughs> not, I'm definitely not rocking with it. I don't do any of those things because I'm not cool. But some interesting stuff from him about the Bucks and what's wrong with the Bucks. Also, Clay Thompson's move to potential six man of the year. And uh, yeah, some of the. Um, other top storylines. So we'll bring back a uh, just a portion of that conversation with Colin as the second, well, it's not really the half, the the last third of the, it sounds so awkward, the last third of the NBA season tips off on this Thursday. And then we'll get back to your historical events because it's pretty cool what you've got to share with us. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Obviously, you want to win games, and obviously, you would love to be healthy so you can win games. But something good will come out of all this stuff. Uh, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. Sometimes you got to go through stuff to get stuff, and we're, we're going through it right now. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Well, it remains to be seen whether or not they get the stuff that they're going through the stuff for at this particular moment. Doc Rivers has taken over for the Milwaukee Bucks, and they've gone the the opposite direction from when Adrian Griffin was in charge, though they didn't think the Bucks were championship caliber in that Milwaukee front office, so they made the change. But 3-7 and seven as we head out of the All-Star break and into what is a full slate of games on this Thursday evening. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I had a chance to catch up with our Bay Area insider, Colin Ward-Henniger, who joined us in the second hour of the show. And we're just tree-topping as we look around the league uh, for what will soon be the stretch run. And I asked him, what is up with the Bucks?" One thing is that Doc Rivers was brought in to kind of, you know, take over the leadership role and get the players, the superstars, a.k.a. Giannis Antetokounmpo and Damian Lillard, on his side. I don't think a 3-7 and seven start is, is really the way to do that. So I don't know if he's instilling the kind of confidence in those two players and the rest of the group uh, moving forward with a team that is basically championship or bust, and that's why they fired Adrian Griffin. 
One slightly positive sign uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks is that their defense has improved. It went from 19th before Doc Rivers took over uh, to 12th now in his last 10 games. Uh, that's been offset by just horrific offense and, and really trying to figure out the Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo pick and roll, which was supposed to be this absolute deadly weapon. You could go to at any time and get a good shot. It just simply hasn't been that. It wasn't that way under Griffin. It hasn't been that way under Doc Rivers. So that is really what he needs to figure out in this final home stretch. I'm kind of blown away by that because as much as a coach can stand there and diagram and dial up a pick and roll, it's not that complicated. It's one of the first things that you learn when you play high school basketball. So what is the issue with the two of them who are world-class players? Yeah, it's a great question. Part of it is buy-in. They haven't been running as many as people thought they would be in terms of the pick and roll. So maybe there's something there with, with the players themselves. Giannis not wanting to be a screener. Uh, Dame wanted to kind of find offense in different ways. Uh, but really, it, it kind of goes back to what, what Giannis said at the beginning of the season. He was kind of surprised at the way teams were playing them. So essentially, they're going to blitz Damian Lillard, make him get the ball out of his hands, and then they're going to load up in the paint. Uh, to make sure Giannis can't have an easy roll to the basket. That leaves players open, but it's their, you know, third, fourth, fifth best players on the team, and those are the guys who are getting the shots. So uh, defenses are basically saying, anyone but you two, if you guys want to beat us, go for it. Uh, and I think that, that Giannis expressed that he was a little surprised uh, that, that getting shots for Damian Lillard and Giannis himself was that difficult and that they were kind of relying on their supporting cast. So um, you'd think that it would get better as the season went along, but it really hasn't seemed to. But like you said, this is a simple play. This is what everyone in the NBA runs. So for them, the two of the best offensive players we've seen in the last 20 years, to not be able to figure it out, it's a little concerning. We're excited to look ahead to the second half, even though it's past the midway point, with CBS Sports insider Colin Ward-Henniger, who is based in the Bay Area and joins us here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Let's talk about the big story in the Bay, which is the Warriors, Draymond out, Draymond back. But now they move Klay Thompson to the bench, and there's this talk about him becoming the most valuable sixth man in the NBA. What do you think of that move? I love the move. I think that it's probably something that the organization has been thinking about for a long time, uh, but it's just a hard move to pull the trigger on. I mean, this guy, he's going to have a statue outside the arena one day. He is absolutely beloved in the Bay Area. It's hard to kind of explain to people how much Bay Area fans love this guy. So to see him go to the bench, especially after all that he's been through, the, the Achilles, the ACL, uh, being called out by national media saying that he's not the same player, the, the way that he's just been so vulnerable uh, when in his press conferences and admitting that he's coming to grips with the fact that he's not the same player that he used to be. He's been dealing with that all season, and mentally – uh, Steve Kerr always says that Clay is so hard on himself that when he has bad shooting nights, which he's had a lot of this season, that he just beats himself up and kind of takes himself out of the game. So all this to say, I think the move to the bench will be good for both sides. I think Clay can come in as he did in his first game off the bench since his rookie year, puts up 35 points, just gets hot right away. That's not going to happen every night, but at least now when he comes in, he doesn't have to think about all this stuff. You can just be our heat check scorer. If you miss three, four in a row, 
Maybe Kerr pulls him to put them in with a different unit, something like that. But the pressure is a little bit off of Clay Thompson. It also allows Brandon Pajemski, the rookie, to enter that starting lineup. And the numbers with him in Clay's spot with the rest of those starters have been really, really good for the Warriors. How much does that have to do with the surge? They've won eight of their last ten, though they are still sitting in tenth in the West. Yeah, it tells you how much ground they needed to make up, right? So they're 8-3 and three in their last 11 games. And really the key to that has been Draymond Green. You mentioned it uh, in and out of the lineup because of suspensions. Uh, we didn't really know whether he was actually going to come back this season. Uh, he's just been tremendous since they came back. Steve Kerr put him in as the starting center, which used to be their kind of closing lineup, the death lineup, whatever you want to call it. Uh, now that's their starting lineup. And Kerr said, you know what, the, the way the NBA is gone – we need to play faster. We need to play smaller. We need to spread the floor. Uh, and that's exactly what Draymond's done. He's done that on offense. And then what he brings defensively, uh, they were 24th in the NBA in defense prior to Draymond's return since he's been back their fifth. So it, it just tells you everything you need to know about what this guy's bringing. Now, can you trust him to continue his, you know, good walk that line between passion and kind of chaos? I don't know. As of now, the Warriors, you know, Kerr says, this is the team. This is our team. This is the way we want to play. They've got Chris Paul coming back. Gary Payton's healthy. Uh, it seems like they've got a lot of momentum. But as you said, sitting in tenth with the teams above them, that, that they're not bad. Like they're mm-hmm. not going to just start losing games out of nowhere. So it, it's going to be a, an uphill climb for sure. Colin Ward-Henniger of CBSSports.com and CBS Sports HQ with us here after hours on CBS Sports Radio. You can snicker at the championship hangover, and yet teams really do have to fight through that, whether it is complacency or just fatigue from having the season, the previous season stretch on. It definitely does seem to be a challenge for teams, especially those who have not won a championship before. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as Pat Riley always talked about the disease of more and all that stuff and more shots, more money, you know, more minutes, all those things. And then Denver also, you know, they lost Bruce Brown, which is he's a big part of their team. They didn't have a deep rotation. So to lose a bench piece like that, who was essentially their backup point guard, they've kind of struggled to fill that role with Reggie Jackson and some of their younger players. Uh, so, you know, at the end of the day, do you trust Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray? Uh, to perform in the playoffs, of course. Those are two of the best in the game, and they play together so well. It's that supporting cast you're kind of wondering, you know, are are they going to be able to step up the way that they did last year, and how are they going to make up for the departure of Bruce Brown? At this point, it seems unlikely, Colin, that Joel Embiid will repeat as MVP, uh, though he is still leading the league in points per game. Who's trying to wrestle that MVP away from Joel? Yeah, I think at this point, Joel Embiid has missed too many games. It's a 65-game limit, so I think he's officially been ruled out, uh, which is unfortunate because he was having just a, an absolutely monster season. Uh, but as of now, I think uh, you know the betting favorite, I believe, is Jokic. Uh, he's always, always going to be a safe bet. The numbers he puts up, the fact that Denver wins, the on-off numbers with him are just phenomenal. But to me, as of right now, if I was voting, I would say that Shea Gildas-Alexander is the MVP of the NBA. Uh, the, the narrative is all there. The Oklahoma City Thunder, one of the youngest teams in the league, weren't expect- they were obviously on an upward trajectory, but not expected to contend for the number one seed in the Western Conference. And then what Shea's been able to do, averaging 30, you know, more than 30 points and not shooting a ton of three-pointers, just over three per game, 
his numbers on and off are, are ridiculous. The, the Thunder average 122 points per 100 possessions when he's on the floor, which would basically be the best offense in the history of the NBA. And when he leaves, that drops down to 111. So you want to talk about value. You want to talk about narrative. You want to talk about a guy who scores a lot. I think Shea Gilders Alexander would be the MVP for me right now. Could I potentially interest you in Luka Doncic as a dark horse, considering that Dallas is kind of right there attempting to stay out of the play-in tournament? He's got excellent offensive numbers, but he's also averaging nearly nine rebounds a game. What do you think? You're never going to go wrong with Luka Doncic. And Dallas is, is a hot team right now. Uh, him and Kyrie Irving have played tremendously together. Um, Luka's numbers are, are off. The, they're out of control. Like You, you see these things that, that he puts up and, and watching his 70-point game against the Hawks and all this stuff. Um, the only question for them has been their record, right? Like If, if you're a seven seed, can you, be, can you have the MVP on your team? And, and there's so many guys putting up these kind of mind-boggling stats this year. It's going to be very interesting to see where the voters decide to, to make the separation. Is it stats? Is it you know, analytics? Is mm. it the team's record? Um, that's going to be – and there's always the voter fatigue where you say, okay, well, we don't really want to vote for Jokic. You want some new blood. Um, <laughs> a guy like Luka, if he can – Move that team up. They're they're definitely within striking distance of a five seed, maybe a four seed. If they can have a strong push towards the end of the towards the end of the season, uh, get that in the voters' minds while he's averaging 35, 12, and 12. I mean, certainly a possibility. That's Colin Ward Henniger, Bay Area Insider for CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ, CBSSports.com, and CBS Sports Radio, uh, talking about the NBA as the Proverbial second half, or really the stretch run, tips off later on tonight. And there's more. We talk about the team that's best equipped to battle Boston in the East. Cavaliers right in that mix. Uh, We also talked about the separation uh, among some of the teams in the West. Listening to him talk about Shea Gilgis-Alexander as an MVP is, yeah, that's interesting. That Talk about coming out of left field and yet such a cool story. So you can get the rest of that conversation as part of our podcast. I could list all the ways you could find the podcast and all the different platforms. It's easiest to say, Google it, After Hours, Amy Lawrence podcast, and then you can pick whatever you want. Or if you use Spotify, Apple, Omni, Odyssey, yeah, just search for it. Coming up, we're going to wrap with a, a topic that I didn't intend when I started the show, and yet it's been a lot of fun to see your responses the historical event you wish you had witnessed either on TV or in person, and then a little more from Nick Saban. I'm not sure this will be an historic event, but a lot of people still talking about the bombshell that was dropped when he retired and how Alabama moves forward. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page, it's good to connect with you on this Thursday. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. And this portion of the show is sponsored by the new Hyundai Tucson, available with complimentary class-leading Blue Link Plus. Now it's easy to use your phone to control your Tucson. Oh, yes, that's what we want. We want more people using their phones to control their cars. That makes me a little nervous, but I'm sure Hyundai's come up with world-class technology. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio, on Twitter, A-Law Radio, and then also on our Facebook page, our YouTube channel as well. When Producer Jay returns to the land of social media and the land of the Internet, uh, well, then I know he'll see that you all have been checking out the page and adding a few new subscriptions and likes to it, including our most recent video from Las Vegas behind the scenes. We've taken a bunch of calls and more than that, a ton of responses about this question we kind of stumbled into. Historical events we wish we had been alive to witness in person or on TV. What is your moment? What's your event? Uh, and we'll try to get to a few more of these before the top of the hour. I don't know how many people will say Nick Saban's retirement. I am certain people will talk about Nick Saban and his run at Alabama the way they do about Bear Bryant. All right. So Bear Bryant being one of the greatest coaches of all time, and he's synonymous with Alabama football. Well, now that's Nick Saban. So as the years go on, some point we'll be able to say, oh, you sad saps who never saw a Nick Saban coach at Alabama um, he wants everyone to know, and this comes from an exclusive sit-down he did with Reese Davis, uh, who, of course, he'll be working with on college game day, but also widely respected and uh, college football anchor and reporter. And so he and Reese have a relationship. And Nick Saban wants people to know his retirement had nothing to do with any physical maladies. There's no illness, Miss Terry's fine. I'm fine. Um, but it was the, can you sustain the season? You know, when I was young... You know, I could work till 2 in the morning, get up at 6, and 
be there the next day and be full of energy and go for it. But when you get a little older, that gets a little tougher, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Something that I found really interesting in this interview with Reese is he said that his wife, Miss Terry, you heard him reference her, even was telling him in the days leading up to this, if you want to do this for another year, we'll do it. If you feel like you still want to give one more year to this coaching gig, well, let's do it. I'll take care of home. I'll do what I need to do. I, I want you to do it if that's what you want to do. And he kept coming back to, I just don't have the energy that I used to. It requires the late, late nights, the early, early mornings. And I couldn't assure people anymore that I would still be there in two years or in three years. And he said, you can't sit in the the living room of a recruit and speak to the family and say, oh, yeah, I guarantee you, you'll have me as your head coach all the way through. He said it became harder and harder. And think about what happened to the Alabama roster once he announced his retirement. So that that was fascinating that even up until the day before he and his wife were talking about it. But get this. He also told Reese Davis that it was a last-minute choice about what he would do for 2024. 3.55, I was sitting in my chair looking at the clock saying, you got five minutes to decide which speech <laughs> you're going to give. Whoa. And I was actually talking to Miss Terry <laughs> right up until that time. So um, it was a difficult decision. Yeah, just a little more insight into to how much the timeline was still fluid before he walked into that meeting room at four o'clock Tuscaloosa time. Remember he had called back the team and they didn't have any idea. Uh, The reports are that it was a total bombshell for them too. But you may have heard that he was also interviewing potential assistant coaches uh, over the computer minutes before that meeting. Well, now it kind of makes sense, right? That he really didn't know what he would do at that point. Uh, He obviously has the broadcasting job now, and so uh, those cuts are courtesy of ESPN. He has the broadcasting job now, and he does say that he is going to continue to work tirelessly for college football because he loves the players and he loves the sport. He also said, now you can believe him or not believe him, he also said the transfer portal and NIL had nothing to do with his retirement. I'm not sure I believe that. Maybe in the immediacy it did not, but it certainly hastens the moment when what you're talking about is the all-in, complete and total immersion you have to do to try to keep up with the changing landscape in college football. So the day he retired was the same day that Pete Carroll got fired. Those two events will always be connected in my brain. Uh, But he had the six national titles at Bama, the other one at LSU going back to, gosh, now 21 years ago. Uh, And... He wants to continue to be a voice for meaningful change. So we'll see what that means. I mean, right now, college football, college basketball, the revenue-producing sports, really the other sports are kind of in their wake. They're being pulled along whether they like it or not. But it's the wild, wild west. It's a free-for-all. Who even knows how to set the rules or forget set the rules, how to – monitor what schools are doing. There's so many loopholes. There's so many ways around. For me, it's just flat-out pay-for-play. You might as well call it that. Uh, But when you've got quarterbacks who, at the highest level, whether they're in high school or they're already in college and they find themselves in the transfer portal, who are pulling in 6 and $7 million, I don't know how you regulate that. It's just, it's, it's a convoluted, 
situation, too, when you consider that if boosters are putting up that kind of money, just say for the sake of argument, you know, a coach goes to a booster and says, hey, we need an NIL deal for this quarterback because we want to be able to to get him out of the transfer portal or we want to be able to offer him the best deal from high school. And maybe the language is different, right, because you want to make sure that you're abiding by the letter of the law, if not the spirit of the law. And so you tell a booster, we're going to need, maybe it's a car dealership. You tell this booster, you're going to need $6 million for the next four years to be able to keep this quarterback happy or to be able to guarantee him this amount of money should he step on campus. Well, doesn't that then entitle the booster? Or maybe it doesn't, or it shouldn't, excuse me, but the booster feels like he's entitled to have some say in whether or not the coach sticks around. Maybe he goes to the athletic director because he feels like his money is not being well spent. Those are a lot of gray areas. But it also creates an an inequitable situation around college football, which I thought the whole point of the transfer portal, well, there's a couple of different points, but in order to allow athletes to spread out and go where they want to feel like they're, Talents and skills and abilities are being used in a way that's beneficial, certainly to get the best education, not to lose a year when they transfer. All of those things are altruistic on the surface, but a lot of what it's turned into is I'm not happy where I am. I'm going somewhere else, which is definitely their prerogative. But if you have boosters who are paying for them to show up, I got to feel like some of those rich boosters who are highly invested that's a mess because they're going to want some say. Just it feels, yeah, it feels icky. It feels unethical in many ways, and no doubt it's being handled unethically as well. But that is the situation. You're going to have some schools that can't afford quarterbacks like that. So naturally, it's almost like free agency in baseball where there are only so many teams who can guarantee an Otani $700 million, right? That's not a field or a marketplace that's available for every team. Well, that's the case in in college football or in college basketball. You're not going to have every school who's able to offer $6 million. Now, granted, maybe some of those schools never would have been consideration for the best players in the country anyway. But that's why I think it even more tilts the playing field in favor of the haves when it comes to the money, the the huge schools, the power four. (laughs) That sounds funny to say the power four, the power four now. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Mac is listening in Delaware. So, Mac, what's the moment that you wish you had witnessed in history? Hey, Amy, how are you? Uh, uh, hey, it's great to talk to you. Thank and you. Um, my my thing is I wanted to see Brooks Robinson when he first started. I uh, I met Brooks Robinson a long time ago, mm. uh, a couple times, and he always was a really, really good, uh, great guy. And um, he was my baseball idol. Also wanted to say um, Hank Aaron as well. Oh yes. But I wanted to tell you I uh, thank you for uh, taking my call and God bless you and you know I'm your favorite truck driver that's <laughs> driving around with no no <laughs> shoes and shorts on all the time. <laughs> Even but, when you're uh, driving hey, through I, the Northeast and it's frigid. Oh yeah, I, I, you know what? It could be 20 degrees out here and I'm still gonna have on shorts. Oh okay. I'm, I'm that crazy. <laughs> Well, I'm crazy. I'm just a crazy. Different temperature hey, gauge. I want to tell you, congratulations on your wedding. Thank you. And I, me and my wife are constantly praying for Penny. You know, we Aww. we love we love hearing stories about Penny, and Thank we you. we wish you the best with her. Thank you so much. Yeah, she's a trooper. She's hanging in there. 
And I'm trying to enjoy every last second that I can with her. I appreciate that, Meg. Thank you. You know, and like I said, Amy, you're the best. And Aww. thank you. And I'll call you a little bit earlier the next time. <laughs> and like I said, I'm driving around all the time. All and right. I listen to you. And you're great. You're great. Well, thank we're ha- you. happy to keep you company, Mac. Thanks so much. Be safe. You got it. Thank you. Uh, that's cool. I appreciate that. And many of you have sent comments or or kind words about Penny. So thank you. Uh, Paul on Facebook got home just in time to comment. <laughs> My choice would be the sinking of the Titanic. Although as a non-affluent man, I probably would have frozen to death shortly thereafter. Oh, yeah, I would have been one. Of, well, you were a man, so you wouldn't have been on the lifeboat, right? The women were supposed to get in the lifeboats, even though they weren't full. The lifeboats with women and children. So maybe I would have been ahead of him in line, but I wouldn't have been affluent either. And wouldn't have uh, been able to pay my way onto a lifeboat. Uh, Let's see. Steven says, Abraham Lincoln's speech at Gettysburg. Uh, A lot of you are sharing moments, like personal moments, that mean something to you because of your family history. And I appreciate that. Uh, Jim has got a new one. Jesse Owens in the 1936 Olympics. Man, um, that talk about a moment that uh, really changed sport, but also... Uh, just the opposition in face of a dictator, in face of a killer. Let's see. The nationwide jubilance after hearing World War II was over. That comes from a different Michael. Oh, let's see. Barry says General Robert E. Lee surrender at Appotomatix. Ap- Ap- you when I was in school, I would stumble over that word, Appotomatix Courthouse in Virginia. Uh, that's neat. Mike says the moon landing, the JFK assassination, the Berlin Wall coming down. Uh, and and some people still insist on our Facebook page that the moon landing was not real. That it was not real. That it was staged by NASA. Yes. The flag raising at Iwo Jima. For sure. That's Bill. I appreciate that. Uh, William says Jackie Robinson stealing home in the World Series. And then 1951, the shot heard around the world. Bobby Thompson home run. The Giants win the pennant. So some of you are going with the sports moments. Others of you are going with non-sports but this is cool we'll end with this one jake says i watched the moon landing as a 10 year old camping at salisbury beach massachusetts on a 10 inch black and white tv with an antenna near a roaring fire with marshmallows a great memory now see i'm jealous of you little 10 year old jake we got one more show tonight featuring a former nfl gm it's after hours with amy lawrence cbs sports radio boom Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.